ladies, gentlemen, folks beyond the binary, grab your husband, wife, partner, mistress, your crush's husband's Nazi mommy, and gather around your radio. It's time for this week's meeting of the Erotic Thriller Club. Picture this. It's 1946, and you're a government agent. You've been tasked with recruiting a convicted Nazi's daughter to infiltrate a group of really dastardly Nazis. But here's the thing. She's really cute, and you're really horny. But also the jealous type, and really bad at expressing your feelings. What could go wrong? This week on the Erotic Thriller Club, Notorious. Hey, everybody, welcome to this week's meeting of the Erotic Thriller Club. As always, you're here with Garrett Callender and Kit Ryan. Hello, hello, and this is where we try to determine the genre's three most important questions. Was I aroused? Was I thrilled? And would I ruin my life for this person? This week, we're joined by film critic for Rough Draft Atlanta and notorious superfan Sammy Purcell. Hello. Sammy, thanks for Thank coming you. on and bringing a little class to this show. Oh my gosh, the least I could do, got to class up the erotic throw a little bit. <laughs> I mean, it was definitely erotic, but yes. we did not, spoiler alert, see Cary Grant's no. penis. No, so. unfortunately, the Hays Code uh, had a little thing about not seeing penises, so he did not, he did oh, not go Oh, full. oh, otherwise they definitely would Absolutely. have. I think, he'd be, I think he would have been down, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah he seemed he this he, character uh, i don't know would have been down yeah but, i yeah, don't know about right. that he was horribly repressed we'll get into it <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah like you said code era movies we have not covered any yeah. yet it is a completely different level of erotic thriller but mm-hmm. before we get into that when like do you have any memory of the first erotic thriller you watched or what age um, hmm. erotic thriller. I'm not sure. I feel like it was probably what is the one where he's a, like a swim coach. Do you know what I'm talking about? It's like swim fan. Swim maybe? Fan? I feel yep. like that yep. was on yep. TV a lot. So I have like really kind of vivid memories of that. But I don't think I really started seeking them out until I was an adult. So like, um, I think like maybe it was two years ago, I watched Body Heat for the first time. Mm-hmm. I watched Basic Instincts for the first time in the past few years. And I really just enjoy them. I like, they really just don't make them like that anymore. They're so much fun. They're so silly. Like, even if the sex is not very sexy sometimes, it's just, I love the over the top 
quality. I love the, you know, shoot for the stars mentality. <laughs> yeah. That's a great way to put it. it. They really walk the line of, even the best ones walk the line of, is this a bad movie I'm watching? Yes. But, but it's in like the basic best, instinct. most fun way. Yes. yes. The first time yes. I watched Basic Instinct, I was like, is this a masterpiece or is this terrible? Or both. Is that the point? <laughs> Some of my favorite movies ride that exact line. Yes, absolutely. Not this one, though. I think this one is solidly in the this is, or I guess, spoiler. I love this movie. I think it is like maybe Hitchcock's best. I don't know if that's a hot take, but it's my favorite. Wow, that's a bold take. Yeah, my favorite. It's my favorite. Sorry to Psycho, I guess, but. (laughs) All the Psycho fans out there (laughs) uh, roasted. Roasted. I mean, Psycho, Rear Window's really up there for me. Oh, that's Uh, a vertigo. Gregory Peck, though, in an erotic, or not Gregory Peck, but. um, uh, Jimmy Stewart? Who's in Rear Jimmy Stewart. Jimmy Stewart. If that guy had I been an erotic love thriller. That. Oh my uh, God. Uh, the dirty talk a... would <laughs> In that voice. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> no. Uh, do you oh, have a Jimmy Stewart boy. impression? I was Absolutely just like not. in my heart, I was trying to see like, can I get that out of my my body? It's like no, no, I can't do it. I'm not like, an impressionist. I'm so sorry. Rah, rah, rah. It's rah. very like, what are you doing? <laughs> you got to start talking about Clarence. That usually yes. helps people and get yelling, into the voice. Or yelling, Mary. Clarence. Mary. <laughs> She's a librarian. Yes. Mary, that, call that me daddy. Not to get off topic, that is the one, like, everything in that little It's a Wonderful Life, like, oh, like, this is what happened. Like, you're like, okay, I can see how this might have happened. The logical consequences. He, yes, logical. yes. But she would have just married that rich guy. She wouldn't have been a librarian. <laughs> no, there's only one true love for her, and it's Jay Stew. Oh, so <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh, you liked that one? You liked that one, Garrett? You liked Jay I Stew? Did. Thinking about Jimmy Stewart's dirty talk is just as bad as me finding out today that uh, 83-year-old Smokey Robinson released an album this year called Gasm. No! (laughs) The title track is about exactly... I asked my wife this morning, next time we make love, and before the sentence finished, she just said, no. No. That's because she has standards. <laughs> uh, let's get into this movie. It is classy. It is black and white. It is it is Hitchcock. It is very Hitchcock. <laughs> it's so Hitchcock. There are so many shots in this that I'm just like, wow, what a guy. <laughs> I mean, genuinely, that is true. Yeah. Because like yeah. the the shot of the 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 coffee cup being That's in the as foreground. Big as her head. Yes, yeah. and she looks so small in comparison to the coffee cup oh. that is killing her. Is yeah. so good. And there's that amazing scene where she wakes, it's like they first meet and she wakes up hungover and he's leaning against the wall and it's like tilted. And then as he walks towards her, he goes like upside down because she's leaning like this. It's so he good. He's definitely having it. a lot of fun with the camera. The crane shot where like, it's coming down at the party. It's after she has the key and it's like starts out wide and then it's like coming down, 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 down to just zeros in on the key in her hand, like behind her back. So good. He's having a lot of fun. Yeah. There, there have been a handful of 
the erotic thrillers we watch. Like, I mean, we've watched some genuinely good movies in this, but we've also watched some dog shit. And <laughs> it's always very pleasantly surprising when you see nice camera work in one of these movies. Um, up until <laughs> this one, I would say Bound. Oh, absolutely oh, yeah. bound. Yeah, was mm-hmm. was the best for the camera. Uh, otherwise, it's usually like, are the tits in frame? Then we fucking yeah. did our jobs. <laughs> Get the money shot. We're good. We can leave. No, Eat it he out. definitely. <laughs> he definitely. I yeah. I just like love the way everything is framed in this. And not to jump ahead, but like at the end, like I feel like the camera's been so kind of tightly controlled. And at the end, when Cary Grant is finally like letting himself be vulnerable while she's like laying there dying it's like very loose and kind of like twirling around them and like feels genuinely romantic it's just great oh yeah the very end when he finally lets himself be vulnerable this guy waits until his lady is dying he will dying. not wait and he he this is the story of a man who just can't say what he wants this well is- in his defense she is kind of a slut Listen, she's a loose lady. <laughs> she likes I'm sorry, but they make that point over and over and over again. They are very clear. She is a slut. Well, I think that's like why they're so cavalier with her life almost. They're like, well, her dad's oh. a Nazi and like she's kind of a whore, so whatever. <laughs> I mean, when you're when you're CIA uh what, what do you call them? Like you're uh asset right when your cia asset doesn't check in for five days and you're just like yeah bitch is probably just on a bender she's off drink like don't worry about it i don't give a shit i'm just gonna sit here on my bed eating crackers (laughs) all i could think about was that cia agent guy like getting crackers in that goddamn hotel sheets and i hated him for it That's such a good character moment, you know, because that's you really immediately hate that guy. (laughs) (laughs) But you talking about slut shaming this woman um, there, there is a scene where I mean, because basically just to set up the plot of this. I mean, I did at the Mm -hmm. beginning, but the the CIA needs this woman to go undercover. And I don't even know if they were the CIA yet. Actually, it was government agency. Yeah, some they're kind of federal agent. They're yeah. G-men. We'll call them mm-hmm. G-men. The, the game. The movie is really a game of chicken between <laughs> Cary Grant and Ingrid Bergman, where yes. she's just like, <laughs> like waiting for him to say, "I love you." Don't fuck a Nazi, please. And he just yeah. won't do it. He he'll just be sad it. about it. No, he won't do it, and he'll like defend her. Like, there's that great scene where I guess like finishing something up they go down to brazil is that where they are rio oh yeah they gotta find they gotta find the boys in brazil all those nazis that escaped to south america south america yeah so they go down to brazil and she this old nazi who her dad was friends with played by the great claude rains he's so good um has an old he had like an old crush on her so they send her in right and they're like, just like, go kind of flirt with him, get some information. And it ends up progressing. Like, she marries him. She, like, implies that she had sex with him. I think she was lying. But, oh, no, she um, definitely 100% she had sex with him. Ooh, oh, there are is you kidding no me? This woman's a whore. In my mind. She, she basically says it to him. She's like, no, she, does. she says she, she's trying to rile him up. 
No, there's no way he married her and did not have sex with her. It's impossible. She may have been able to put him off until after the wedding, but she had to have sex with him after that. That's a good point. That you cannot get married to Ingrid Bergman and not have sex with her. I, I right? And that's Listen. the other thing. It's like so he spends this whole movie being like, "Okay, I have this extremely hot wife." Mm-hmm. And for some reason Cary Grant is following her around. He's like, "Hmm. Mm. What's going on there?" But the thing is, if Cary Grant wants to fuck your wife, you're it's already too late. Give yeah. up. You have lost. She's gonna say yes. You can't yeah. you can't win. Why are you even trying? No. He can't but fuck anybody. I, He's the saddest man. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I read a really great take on this. Like, speaking of that, he can't fuck anybody. I was reading, like, kind of different reviews and, like, analyses of this movie. And someone described it, I think it was a letterbox, as like kind of, he's like the anti-James Bond. He has like an idea mm. of what a secret agent should be. And I, he is like cast Ingrid Bergman in the role of like femme fatale. That's what's happening here. He is like made up this scenario in his head. He doesn't trust her for some reason. I don't know why. Uh, She's like in incredibly fairness, trustworthy. She drove him around drunk the first night she met him. And he is you so chill that. about it. He's, He's so like, chill. oh, I'm I'm a, a fed, so uh, I'm immune to car accidents, I guess. Like, he seems totally chill with being with her while she's swerving all over the road. Yeah. I would not trust her with my life either. But I think what's so interesting about this movie is, like, in a normal, like, you know, in a noir, you have the femme fatale. And, like, normally you're sort of, like, ooh, you're with the hero. You're, like, I don't know if I should trust this woman. That's, like, the whole shebang, right? But I feel like pretty, it's pretty clear early on that, like, he, she does love him. That's, like, pretty clear. And he just, for some reason, is, like, it's, like, commitment to a cause, commitment to America. I don't really know what it is. Just, like, unsure about her past scruples, you know, a mixture of all of that. And so instead of, like, having us not know if we should trust her, we know we should trust her, and the tension comes from, like, dude, how long are you going to let this go on before you finally just tell her you love her and let her stop? (laughs) I have definitely had some relationships where, like, it's like, I want to tell her I like her so bad, but I can't until she's almost dead. You know, I have to wait until the last. <laughs> and she's trying so hard to like prove she's good. Like she's like laying in bed dying. Like, am I good yet? Did I prove to you guys I'm not I just I'm not slut? <laughs> it's oh my god. There, I don't even know where to start. I mean, if we go back to the drunk driving scene, which was absolutely oh, yeah, bonkers. And That's after amazing. the drunk driving is the biggest red flag, I think, for any person you've wound up in a relationship with. She wakes up in his yeah. bed. She's very confused as to where she is. Uh, it's black and white movie, so I can't tell what beverage he hands her, but it looks like a glass of milk. If I were hungover and somebody immediately handed me a glass of milk and started talking to me about patriotism, I'd be like, red flags. <laughs> clearly this this woman is not particularly careful about what drinks she accepts from people this is setting up an important plot point later (laughs) (laughs) that she will just drink whatever you hand her yeah 
I she clearly also is just like she has no idea who he is when he shows up to that party at her house and she's like oh who are you I like Freddy Crashers like let's go I mean he looks like <laughs> Cary Grant if a guy that's who true. looks like Cary Grant shows up at my party that's the best fucking party the best ever. ever everyone else like- get out <laughs> <laughs> yeah she does do that she's kind of like you stay <laughs> everyone else everyone don't else care or falls asleep <laughs> oh my gosh and it's so funny in that drunk dri- driving scene there's a really romantic score playing and it's just so like, the whole thing is so confusing and it's it, so it kind of ends with i think like they're fighting over who should be driving to get yeah. them home and he's not all that afraid to like put no, his hands her on her physically <laughs> and then i'm pretty yeah. sure he puts her in a sleeper hold at the end yeah he does he absolutely does yeah because the, their their backs are to the camera so you can't really tell mm-hmm. if he's giving her a smooch or putting her in just yeah a, a chokehold but either way it, it works it's a choke hold. yes <laughs> why not both you know <laughs> Like oh most erotic thrillers, uh, this one, the erotic moments are packed in the first half of this movie. A lot of people think that one of the sexiest things in this movie, apparently, is in the scene where she's drunk in her apartment and a, a, a very modest amount of midriff is showing. That is such a great outfit. It's a, oh. I love that outfit. It's all her clothes in this. I just like wrote, I kept like writing them down. I was like, everything she wears is incredible. <laughs> yeah. And he gives her a bandana to cover her midriff when they go out. So she won't, her tummy won't be so cold. She won't look like such a sloot. <laughs> well, there is that too. God forbid, if the cop had seen her and uh, her midriff was showing, he would have arrested her on the spot, fed or no fed in the car. can't do that. I do want to bring up, so this is my one of my favorite bits about this movie. So obviously it is a code era movie. And there's that scene where they're in the apartment. It's like two and a half minutes uninterrupted where they just keep like kind of kissing each other and nuzzling each other and like just like doing that. So- The code had some kind of stipulation about you couldn't kiss for more than like three seconds continuously. So this is like. Otherwise, (laughs) otherwise what? Otherwise what? No, I want to know. What happens? They cut it out. see a kiss that lasts longer than three seconds. They combust, I guess. I don't know. They start fucking in the movie theater. But so. (laughs) um, So the way that's like why they're not exactly like kissing each other because that's how you get around that so they're doing all this like nuzzling and kind of like kissing each other over here and apparently they both were like isn't this kind of weird this doesn't feel very natural and Alfred Hitchcock was like it feels weird right now it's gonna look really good on camera and I think he was right it's like not that weird they're kind of hot they're like Bambi nuzzling each other It's like they're nuzzling and then they're doing lots of little kisses little, instead like, of like kisses. a long makeout. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And it, it actually, because it means all the dialogue is super close yeah, to each other and it feels very sexy. Yes, it's good. Yeah. I think there is an art though in making three second kisses as sexy as they did. And yes. part of it might be just that they're such sure. wildly attractive humans. Yeah, it's ridiculous. That, that does it help. That lot. helps immensely. Yeah. <laughs> they only ever made one other movie together, which I think is sort of a crime. Um, it's called Indiscreet. 
and it's in the 60s so they're both like a little bit older they're kind of like solidly middle age at that point and it's like a silly marriage comedy so it's silly Cary Grant which I tend to prefer I like silly Cary Grant usually over serious Cary Grant this is an, an exception um, but I think it's just like really sad that they never made other movies together. They have such great chemistry. That is because their chemistry is red yeah. hot. It charts. is very good. So when you uh, suggested this movie, I get I didn't know uh, until you know I'm in the movie and afterward reading about the three seconds and everything, mm-hmm. um, and just this long scene where it's the horniest scene where people are talking about a rotisserie chicken. Like it is. She's like, baby, I'm going to cook you dinner. She's so happy about it. She she doesn't. doesn't Okay. Let's just for, um, for a second point out that like, so her whole thing is that she likes to drink and she likes to fuck and she is unapologetic Mm -hmm. about it. But then she meets Cary Grant. She's like, I'm a one man woman now. Like, this is the man for me. And it immediately means that she wants to uh, like flip that switch and become the good woman. And so even though she has expressed that she hates cooking and does not know how and also hates doing dishes, she's like, I'm going to I'm going to fucking make you a rotisserie chicken. That's what a woman does, right? That's what a, a like, a, I am full in wife mode right now. Let me cook you a chicken. He's like, what about the plates? And she's like, what? what? Two know. plates and we eat with our fingers. <laughs> it's fine. She's like, I can wife, right? I guess Cary Grant is the guy where you would go like, you know what? Sure. Like, barefoot and pregnant. I will <laughs> domesticate. I will domesticate myself yeah. for him right now. Right now. But Let's go. but then after this moment, which is just like incredibly, incredibly sexy, just like little three second smooches, talk mm. about chicken. The chicken is sex. And then he's like, I've got to leave and immediately finds out, hey, you have to go pawn this lady yeah. off on a Nazi and she needs mm-hmm. to. uh and uh, from what I hear, she's gonna need to do the do the nurse. And from what I hear, that's not gonna be a problem for her. Um, so yeah. he has to go back and be like, "So, um, I was talking to my boss, mm. and we would really appreciate <laughs> it." If, and then this is like the yeah. first moment of chicken where she has to be like, "Is is this what you want?" Yeah. I guess. And he's like, no, it's and cheeky. I think she says, like, I suppose you told them that I wouldn't want to do it. And he did say that. He did say, I don't think she would want to do this. But he doesn't tell her that. (laughs) Yeah. But he won't say that. So he won't say, I stood up for your honor, which is like Mm -hmm. such a tension with him is like whenever his his co-workers are shit talking that kind of woman, he's like, what the fuck kind of woman you talking about? Huh? What do you mean by that? That's my favorite scene in the whole movie, though, Kit, because as they're sitting around, like just being like, well, that lady sure is a whore. I bet she had a good night. And he's like, yeah, well, she may be a whore but Gary your wife's fucking boring yeah. and he's like oh, he I said, don't appreciate you talking about my wife <laughs> I wrote it down he says he says she may Never be mind. risking her life when it comes to being a lady she doesn't hold a candle to your wife <laughs> I was like oh <laughs> that is that was, was some like, 1940s trash talk yes it really is and and so like he will defend her to them but then when he is with her he is so quick to call her a whore to her face in like nice 
zhuzhed up 40s Hays yeah. Code appropriate language. He is calling her a slut. Yeah. Like, and she's like, hey, that hurts my feelings. And he's like, and then I, because I think she me? stops, like, at the beginning, you can, like, see how hurt she is, like, whenever it comes up. And, like, in that scene when he tells her that, you know, he's like, you have to do this. And she's like, did you tell them I don't want to? He's like, mm hmm. And she's like, do you want me to? Mm. <laughs> and so she's like, so it's like, he wants her to say, I don't want to do it. She wants him to say, don't make me do it. Like, please, like, don't do this, you know? So it's so interesting to me that, like, after that kind of those hurt moments, she does end up goading him a little bit. Like, she's like, oh, I did the Nazi. Aren't you happy? <laughs> like, you know? <laughs> Which, like, <laughs> yeah. I did what you wanted. Are you jealous? jealous? Also, every time Claude Rains and Cary Grant, because Cary Grant is pretty tall. I think he was like 6'3". Like, he's a pretty tall guy. And Claude Rains is so short. And every time. He's shorter than Ingrid Bergman. It's pretty clear in the movie. And they had to try a lot of camera tricks to make it look like that was not true. She's a tall lady. But I was just like, every time they're together, the like, the emasculation of Claude Rains in this movie is so oh, you, good. You know, he had a special Apple box on set that he was standing <laughs> yeah. on. Oh, they did. But here's the thing. Like, so he's yeah. a, a great actor uh, and, and he does a, a wonderful job, but I really thought that in order to sell this more, they needed a hotter actor to be playing this part so that you could feel like, Cary Grant should have at least some concern that she is enjoying is fucking him. And that seems yeah. very unlikely. Like, you're not going to look at her fucking this old man and be like, yeah, that's slut. She loves this shit. You're like, no, clearly she is doing this for no, a I job, think it, sir. Yeah, this I think that's work. true, but I think it works with, like, the Claude Rains character just being so unbelievably, like, oblivious and being like yeah she could like me simp. right <laughs> he's yeah. such a simp an absolute simp and also yeah the confidence of being like yeah yeah she would pick Absolutely. me over carrie it's grant like, it's like mama's yeah, yeah. mama's boy behavior and he is a mama's boy <laughs> oh my god when we meet his mother i was like Jesus Christ, you should not marry him. Not because he's a Nazi, although that's a good reason not to marry someone is because they're a Nazi, but because his mother is unbearable and she is going to live with you. You can't, yeah. don't do this. And clearly the same age as him. <laughs> like, I've never seen a man who's the same oh, yeah, age as absolutely. his own mother. Man, we are dunking on Claude. <laughs> she must have had him when she was in diapers. Hard-hitting question. Does being a mama's boy make a nazi more endearing <laughs> no it in fact makes you I less do think endearing there's like to a me. little bit of pity for him almost no like that final shot is kind of like not like i don't necessarily think we're supposed to feel bad for him but that final shot is like scary you're like oh fuck like he's down <laughs> yeah oh that's true no you he doesn't you you feel bad yeah. for the fate that he gets at the end, but like this is a man who does not have the keys to his own yeah, house. He, he has to mama. go ask his mummy for the keys <laughs> to his own house. <laughs> there is no level of, and again, this is a man who's in like his mm -hmm. what, like sixties. Let's, let's see how old he. Let's see how old he was when this happened. I'm gonna 
see it figure out if he just looks old or like i did see that him and the lady who played his mom was only four years older than him in real life oh wow so yeah, he so really I, funny. was yeah. born in 1889 <laughs> Cary oh Grant my god was born in 1904 so he 15 oh, years older than Cary Grant yes. Yeah. So he was 57. 30 or 40s. And Ingrid Bergman was born in 1915. So she's 11 years younger than, yeah, Cary Grant. She's a, so she was in her 30s? Yeah, this is a 57-year-old man who does not have keys to his own house. He has to ask for them from his, his mom. His four years older than him. It's a, it's a real Gilmore Girls situation over at the Nazi <laughs> <Yeah>. house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the problem is Hitchcock didn't give us enough time to hear their banter and how quick-witted and uh, fast-talking oh, they no. are. All those references. <laughs> <laughs> well, they oh, like they God. were like you know pulling out like War of the Worlds, like Orson Welles movies. <laughs> <laughs> we listen to this. It's like I don't get all these radio references. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. Okay, so I have an important question okay. for you. So they're getting her ready to go to this party, right? And she has not fucked him yet. She has just met him while riding horses. Great meat cute, by the um, way. He saved her life. Very good. <laughs> oh yeah. Cary Grant like jabs her horse yeah. so that it'll take off and he, you know, the other guy gets to help her slow yeah. down her horse. Very cute. Um Okay, so they're getting her ready, and they're like, "Here, we got brought some jewelry for you to wear to the to the mm-hmm. party." And she like goes to like have Cary Grant help <laughs> fasten it behind her neck, and then she like thinks better of it, and she's like, "No, I'm mad at him, and I don't necessarily want him to be the one that does that." So she turns to the other Fed and has him do it. And I was like, "I want like Garrett." As a man, I'm sure you've helped a woman put a necklace on before. Yes, I'm very cool. Is it an intimate act? Is it an intimate act to help yeah, a woman? I mean, it can be. Necklace? I mean, you're very, you're close. You're, you're uh, within choking range. So yeah, I would say. Yeah. It's an intimate act. Why is that what determines intimacy? I think if I'm close enough, could that- I kill her? <laughs> if it's close enough to be thrilling, then it is it must intimate. Be love. Yeah. You know what? That's true. We're writing the line between erotic and thriller. If it's close enough to kill her, it's close enough to love. Uh. <laughs> I was going to say he could like breathe on her neck and that could be intimate. Not like you get a, choke her you out. Smell. You, get a, you get a little. Yeah. You can like smell her perfume and stuff. And maybe she's just like. And I'm, ass- I, I, I'm assuming in the 40s too, like there's a little bit more distance between men and women. Mm-hmm. And so like, you know, that may be a more intimate act then than it would be now. Yeah. I wish so, that I had I seen these movies sooner so I could ask my grandparents more questions about sexuality in the 40s. Hey, Gran, how horny did this make you? Were you guys like, like oh my God, they're nuzzling. <laughs> <laughs> it's giving me the vapors (laughs) he's like he has it i wonder if people were like 
this is a one shot. He is he isn't taking the camera off them. <laughs> they keep kissing. Well, here's the here's the thing is they also mention like he's like you've got a lot of conquests, right? Like they he mentioned like clearly she has had sexual partners yeah. multiple before him. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. So when I was going off to to college for the first time, like I was coming back from like my first semester at college, and my grandmother asked me if I had a boyfriend in college, and I said no, Grand, and she said that's good i you know they didn't have birth control when i was your age and so i i wish i had had a chance to uh to date around a little more instead of settling down right away and i was like thank you for telling me that you give me permission to be a slut my very catholic grandmother (laughs) and so i was like that was a very real fear for her, right? Yeah. Like you gotta lock down, get married real early because you can't have sex without the possibility of a baby. Mm-hmm. And like, I know Ingrid Bergman's character is like uh, drinking all the time, and she's got a very you know carefree mm-hmm. attitude. But I like the, my first thought was like, oh god, no, like pregnant. That's too dangerous. Yeah. Don't do that. Don't fuck a bunch of men. Yeah, when did condoms like become a thing? Does anyone know the answer to this? <laughs> this feels like a fact Kit should know off the top of her head, and it bothers me that I don't well, think Well, I does. do know that the ancient Romans had It was like sheepskin sheep condoms. Yeah. Like sheepskins oh. condoms have been around okay. for since ancient days. Right. And actually the Romans also had a plant that was a natural uh birth control plant that they uh used into extinction it does not exist anymore <laughs> they were just having so much sex they were like we killed so it. much sex <laughs> That's awesome. okay uh availability of con- you know what you guys talk amongst yourselves I'll well i was gonna to say find out about the availability of condoms ingrid bergman is such a i like she's one of my favorite older like classic hollywood actors um, and she like had sort of a sex scandal of her own because she like ran off with Roberto Rossellini and had a baby. That's Isabella Rossellini. Like I think they had the baby like out of wedlock, and it was like a huge scandal. Yes. And then she made like a bunch of Italian movies. <laughs> She's awesome. Hell yeah. Okay, guys, the fo- I was so wrong. The forties uh, had a, a fucking boon like condoms oh. were 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 booming because they needed to make them for u.s servicemen so Lisa mm. Huberman and is like, also she's good the introduction of plastics oh. in the 40s okay. made it easier to get them uh and to make them and to make better ones right. so yes she was there there were condoms she's... i don't know if it was easy for her to get them you know, but hey, they were there. Daughter of a German war criminal. You, girl. She has a nice house. <laughs> and because of this damn code, we never get those awkward scenes of a man like Cary Grant going to a drugstore to try and buy condoms. Oh, yeah. Because there can't be implication of sex. No. No, we can't have They that. have to do it with their words and their, like, nuzzles. <laughs> nuzzles, chicken talk. What is she in the yeah, nuzzle? She says something. I can't remember how she puts it when she tells him at that horse race that she's um, slept with Claude Rains' character. She says something she like, says, "You can add Sebastian's name to the list of my playmates." Ah! <laughs> oh damn! And then he's basically just like, "But just it was just a hand job, right?" And she's like, "No." <laughs> No. She's like, I take this job very seriously. 
Oh my god. Oh. Listen, man, you're working for Uncle Sam. You gotta give it everything you got. And you know what? I kind of respect a woman who's like, I am a patriot. I hate Nazis, but I also don't like fucking cops. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was that's a, very A cab at the beginning. That's a she's fucking respect. Like, from yeah, a yeah, modern yeah. perspective, she's kind of fucking cool. She's like sick she, as hell. <laughs> she <laughs> like, really like, is. Man, lock this woman down. Come on. I mean,. <laughs> I loved her the like second we were introduced yeah. to her at her party, and she said the phrase, the important drinking hasn't even started yet. And I was like, damn, girl, you seem like fun. She seems like such a blast. <laughs> Except when she's, you know, being poisoned by her Nazi husband and his mother. Which, oh. well, there is always that. We've we've talked a l- about the eroticism, but I think it's time to move on to the, the thrills of this movie because the goddamn master of suspense alfred hitchcock like even in 1946 there are moments in this movie that got me to audibly gasp and or say like oh no you know like moments that got my heart raising yeah garrett i want to know when you said oh no oh no tell me when you said oh no the key the key. The first time when oh, she's the key. like, I was so excited about the key. No, the first time That's when she's stealing key. the key and it's in her hands, and like and the she, camera's like, so mm-hmm. focused, and then she yeah. like is throwing it around. And behind it's like, is he gonna open her hand? Is he gonna open her hand? And when he opens the first one, I like, I always think it's in that one for some reason. Like, I think she must have like. Oh yeah. And I'm always like, oh, okay, no. And then she like. Pulls back oh, it's empty. And, like, so yeah, she needs to get this key that's to the cellar yes. because it's the only key that even mother doesn't and have. And there's that scene before <laughs> when she first goes to their house, she first goes to the Nazi house for dinner where that guy reacts weirdly to the wine bottles. And so she's like, okay, something's up with these wine bottles. So we need to get into the wine cellar. So that's- And then they kill that yeah, guy kill for that freaking guy out in public. For freaking out about wine bottles in front of Ingrid Bergman. Uh- I also want to point out that they start having like a secret conversation then the just the men at the party where they're like, okay, we're going to kill that guy for freaking out. Right. And they're like, yeah, we're going to kill that guy for freaking out. And it's like, wait a minute. You guys are still at a party. You you were like the men will retire to the you know uh, dessert and cigars room or whatever, and the ladies will be in the other room. And it's like there are two ladies. This party was an absolute sausage fest. (laughs) So you just made Ingrid Bergman go hang out with your mom. mom. (laughs) So and you were like that seems like an acceptable way to host a party. I think it's important for the listeners to know, though, if you haven't seen this movie, I think when you think of a Nazi, you think of somebody who's going to harm you. You think of a, a, a scary Nazi. All the Nazis in this movie are fucking dorks. This they're is stupid. like. <laughs> That's because they're scientists. They're not Nazi soldiers. Correct. They're Nazi scientists. And because of code, the code era, there's no guns. There's no knives. Yeah. It, and it, this movie makes me feel so tough. If I got last action heroed into this movie, I could punch my way out of any situation. <laughs> and out. I don't feel yeah. that often. So Ingrid Bergman is like, there's something up with the wine bottles. We got to get into the wine cellar. And so it's like soon after this, where she goes in and says, like she goes into the federal agent's office and she's like, Sebastian has asked me to marry him. And she's kind of like, and then Cary Grant's like, <gasps> you know, <laughs> So she's kind of like, what should I do? Like another chance for someone to say, no, another don't do it. For them to play chicken, like, tell me not to marry him. Tell me that's I a stupid idea. Him. And they're like, great. I don't, I, 
oh marry him that's a that's a win-win he's over th- she's like tell me not to do it and i won't he's like i'll help you pick out the dress i am i will call <laughs> i'll give the caterers calls i will <laughs> yeah i'll set it up um so yeah so then they get married uh, but which and then no, but before they get married, he does the uh, there. There is a scene with mother where he gives this like speech that's basically like, "I'm a big boy, mother, and I'll marry who I want yeah, to marry." His mom, and it's like, yeah. Jesus Christ, don't marry him. I know. And his mom the whole time is sort of like this. His mom is like, "This is Ingrid Bergman. Why would she want to marry you?" <laughs> like, she's yes! sort of like, "This doesn't brutal. Like, come on." So they get married, and that's when they take this opportunity to have this big, like, you know, enga- or like happy marriage party, basically, after they get married. Yes. And that's when Cary Grant, again, she's like, because every time Claude Rains asks her about Cary Grant, she's like, I don't know. We just, like, met on, mm, mm, he's just this guy. And then he shows up to We met on the plane, <laughs> and then we went horseback riding together, and then I ran he into knew. him at, uh. Yeah. He won't leave me alone, is what she keeps saying. Yeah. I'm. As if, like, I'm trying to imagine a woman being finding out she's being stalked by <laughs> Cary Grant, and if she is even a little bit heterosexual, right? Like, she's like, Ooh. that's a tough thing to not be okay with. Yeah. Like, you're, there's a part of you that's just going to be so fucking flattered, wow, right? Cary Grant. Um, oh, even so, me, I would be like, next thing I know, I'm yeah. in his apartment. We're doing three second kisses for two and a half minutes. <laughs> We're doing nothing, nothing <laughs> each other. It's so lovely. Um, but so they have this party. Devlin, the Cary Grant character, shows up, and still, Sebastian's kind of like, why is he here? <laughs> like, I don't understand. And Sebastian is Claude Rains. I realize I've been saying their actor names, not their actual names. So Cary Grant shows up to this party. Ingrid Bergman has already gotten the key. She's done the little hand switcheroo, the crane shot down to the key in her hand. And so they have to get down to the cellar. And the great like tension once they get down to the cellar is they're running out of champagne upstairs. So eventually- Oh my like, God, they kept cutting yeah. back to the champagne <laughs> bottles. And I'm like, as, yeah. there are so many people at this party. Each one of those bottles is like four people maximum, yeah. right? Like you are gonna run out. And it's, the tension is so yeah, good. Yeah, it's so as simple they just too. Casually just like cut back, back to cut it. Back and like your whole, the whole time, the, and the butler is finally like, I think we need more champagne. So they start to go down there. And that is another another kind of erotic moment is Cary Grant's like, okay, I have to kiss you because that's the only reason we can, like, that's thinking on our feet. We have to make them think we're down here because I'm trying to kiss you. And that's when he kisses her. And again, well, first he knocks the, yeah, he knocks, well, first he knocks the, he bottle, knocks the bottle over, over her, and which like great secret agent shit, dude. He's not, he is the anti-James Bond. But he, he is the anti-James Bond. He knocks it over, and there's, like, sand in there, which is, like, uranium, I believe. It's uranium. what it turns out to be. It like, is supposed yeah, to be uranium. Yeah, they're trying to build a bomb is what is happening. So the wine cellar is full of uranium. <laughs> which doesn't sound like it would be healthy. No. Did... But I don't know a lot about uranium. So... I don't know if either of you read this, but I read this somewhere online uh, that Hitchcock had interviewed one of the guys involved in making the atomic bomb, trying to find out how they. Maybe you talked to my grandfather. Oh my Did your god! What? Do it? Is it, who's... My grandfather worked on the bomb. That's crazy. Was he in the movie? Wow. Yep. You're like, yeah, he was Josh Peck. 
Honestly, it, it wouldn't surprise me with the amount of like research that Christopher Nolan does yeah. that like he might have found my grandfather's name written on a piece of paper somewhere. But like, I don't even know if this was before or after my grandfather changed his last name uh, and pretended not to be Jewish because okay. uh, he was worried that uh, the Nazis were going to keep coming, even though Nazism was over. He was like, no, they're clearly coming for all the Jews. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, my grandfather was a um, chemical engineer, and he worked on the bomb. Wow. He never talked about I'm it. I'm sure. It's insane. After all these years, I'm finding this out about you. But yes, no, no. so th- he talked to somebody who worked on the bomb. Okay. So yeah, he talked to somebody who worked on the bomb, and I guess like they're like, obviously, I can't give you tell you how it was done, but they let slip that uh, uranium was used. And they said that uh, the amount of uranium mm. needed to do it is about the size of a wine bottle. Oh, and so he like used perfect. this in the movie. And I read that the FBI had surveillance on Hitchcock for like a few months sure after this did. movie came out, trying to figure out how he knew about uranium being used in the atomic <laughs> like- Okay. That's fascinating because there was a similar thing that happened when um, there was some science fiction magazine that uh, did a thing where they were like, like they they had a science fiction story that was about building the bomb out in the desert and they named the exact place where it's happening. And so the feds were like, what the fuck? What do you know and how do you know it? And they're like. Uh, we just got like a whole bunch of subscribers and people who write letters from this one weird town in the middle of the <laughs> desert. And so we kind of figured that like, if a lot of nerds are out there, maybe that's a good place where they'd be yeah. working on the bomb. And half of the point in Oppenheimer is sort of like, no one was very good at keeping the secret. <laughs> so, like, you know, people are finding that's a good out. Point. Um, but so... When they're down in that cellar is another moment where they kiss because he's like, we just have to, this is what we're doing down here. We can't be, you know, looking for uranium. And there's another moment where she like is like, I love you. Like, please like, let me stop. I will leave this. I will leave this man. I will leave this party in your car. Like, let's go right like, now. We don't have to do this anymore. And he is just like. And he's like, nope. No. And then he just leaves her with now her Nazi husband who thinks that she's cheating on him. Yeah, yeah. she should have been suspicious immediately when he was like, uh, oh darling, you know, oh, I'm so sorry that I I thought that you were kissing him when really, of course, he was kissing you and you were trying to push him mm-hmm. off. No, she wasn't. Uh, that was a passionate kiss. She she <laughs> was really like she was savoring yeah. that thing and yeah. The fact that he got over it so quickly should have been an enormous yeah. red flag. Because that's after the butler, or is it Claude Rains or the butler who finds the sand downstairs? Or like who, it's, Claude it's Claude Rains, Rains who figures out. He finds it himself. Because yeah. Cary Grant. The, and the bottle yeah. is put in wrong. Like he grabbed a bottle from a different area and it has yeah. the wrong. Cary Grant, bad uh, secret number agent. on it. <laughs> yeah. Bad secret agent. I mean, I, I admit they were running out yeah. of time. They had to go quickly, but. So. but also, but then Claude Rains lays out the keys. Like, he knows the yes. key is missing, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And he lays them out on the nightstand. 
just as like a fucking trap for yeah. her because if she puts it back then he'll know she that she took it, it. Yeah. and that's exactly what she does and i was like i was like garrett i was like no I know. listen i'm willing to Don't give her it. a break because she was not trained to be a she's, secret agent she's just no into this. she's just samantha from sex in the city that now has yeah. to do She's never been caught. All of her training is in drinking and fucking. Yeah. Like, this is beyond her pay and grade. like, she'll be fine. <laughs> the thing that upset me, I was like, why would you go down there together? Hand off the key to Cary Grant and have him go down and look at stuff. Yeah. And that way, if he's looking around the party for like, hey, where's my wife? You won't be like, huh, she's missing. And also, Cary Grant is missing. Hmm. Which... After this key thing comes one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie, which is Claude Rain sitting at the foot of Mama's bed. And eventually she just like wakes <laughs> up. She just wakes up and is like, what the fuck? And he's like, Mama, wife is cheating on me. She's a spy. Mama, yeah. you're right. And she's like, you fucking moron yeah that's the best part is like she's mad at him but she's also like there is a part of her that is glad to be validated and that is so fucking real Mm -hmm. for like evil mother-in-law like she is gleeful at the same time that she's like oh no if the nazis find out that you're a big enough idiot you married an american agent We are all going to die. It's not just going to be you. I'm going to die. We're all going to die. Mm-hmm. And that sucks. But also, I was right <laughs> that no good girl wasn't good enough for my sweet baby boy no. who isn't old enough to have his own keys. No. And that's where they start the poisoning in her drinks because they can't reveal yes. her because then they're in trouble. Yeah. Oh, I have to say that was another great bit of blocking, too, is when he's like, Mama, I married an agent. Uh, She just grabs the cigarettes that are right by the bed Mm -hmm. and lights that cigarette while still lying in bed. And the look on her face, the way she does it is it's all perfect. That actress, like I was reading about her. Her name is Leopoldine Constantin. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. She's like a German actress and she only made like a couple of American movies, but she's great. I thought she was good. Yeah, she was mm-hmm. incredible. She really did a great job. Top tier uh, villain. But yeah, so top tier. Top tier villain. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so they start slowly poisoning her because mama says, like, we can't just kill her or it'll be obvious. She needs to like be sick, sick for a long time yeah. so no one's surprised when she's And dead. that's where you get the great shot with the little coffee cup, which is also so great because oh, like it's in the God. foreground and it looks bigger than Ingrid Bergman. And then when she picks it up, it's so tiny. <laughs> like it's such it's so a small, small. <laughs> It's so great. It's Apparently like... they did the same trick as they did in Lord of the Rings, where oh. they just had a giant version of the prop so that Force they could have it in close baby. up. Force perspective. Force perspective. Yeah. And so that's when she shows up once, like well while she's sick to meet Cary Grant. Throughout the movie they have those like bench kind of moments where they like trade back and Which all seemed like a bad idea. Again, like, Cary Grant, not a great spy. You know. Um and so she shows up to one where she's sick and he immediately is like drinking again back on the bottle. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like yes she says, yeah yes she's i like, am that's right bitch <laughs> no it's not <laughs> so she yeah. is not but she's like you think i'm a uh you know a whore and an alky then fine <laughs> um so they have one more and then that's when she stopped showing up 
And Cary Grant's like maybe a little worried, but all the other guys were like, eh, it's fine. She's fine. Eat like, crackers in bed and being like, it's no big deal. And Cary Grant's like, hmm, hmm, maybe I should go check on her. So he, go check that yeah. out. The scene of them walking down the stairs so is so fucking tense. Yeah. And apparently they really did, like, have there be fewer stairs for Cary Grant to climb going up than for them to walk down. Oh, interesting. That they actually filmed fewer stairs so that it takes an agonizingly long time for them to get down the stairs while all the Nazis come out. Mm -hmm. As they're walking down, like, (laughs) Cary Grant's like, do it, do it. Say say what's going on. I dare you. (laughs) He's just like... Walking yeah, down, tell, like, them this is your tell them American this is your American spy, spy wife. wife. Well. Do it. <laughs> this is the most it's balls so he's had in the whole movie. Other yeah. than he like, finally, Stephen. like, he has been so like you know Hitchcock, like Hitchcock, icy blondes. He is like the icy blonde, like the whole time. He is so <laughs> stoic and so like I'm not gonna let anything out. And then he just like opens up in this last like thing, like when he like even from the moment he like runs in the room and is like telling her he loves her and like trying to like get her to sit up and not go back to sleep. Like he's all of a sudden like romantic Cary Grant. You're like, Oh my God. (laughs) Movies like this gave me as a child, the unreasonable expectation that like sometimes in order to get a man, you just got to be dying. Got to be dying. Must be dying. You you look so pale and beautiful. Like, uh, like Mimi in La Boheme. You just got to be dying for a man to really appreciate what he's losing. (laughs) Yeah. Wait, Garrett, I have to know what you were going to say about Fast Fast and and Furious. Furious. (laughs) Oh yeah. Uh, for any of my, my Fast and Furious family out there, uh, Fast Six, when they're on that runway, that if you do the math of how long they're on this speeding plane on this runway, the runway would have to be like 150 miles long. And that this is the original, <laughs> that scene, them going down a 12 yeah. mile staircase to get to the end of this movie. <laughs> yeah. I'm so glad that we are officially saying that the fast and furious movies were in fact inspired by notorious, notorious. art. <laughs> I don't know if this is true, but I read this has to be a fake thing I read, but it said that uh, that Mission Impossible 2 is like beat for beat notorious. Oh, it kind of is. They like... He, I don't remember the plot of Mission Impossible that, 2. Which one was that? In one where it's Tim, uh, Tom, Tim, Tom Cruise's long hair um, and he meets uh-huh. Candy Way Newton and recruits her and sends her to go infiltrate her ex-boyfriend, Drew Gray Scott. That is, it is notorious. Oh my god! And then she injects herself with the um, that it's like a virus in that one or something. <gasps> oh yeah! Sick. Oh my god! Oh my god! This is like fucking I'm blowing my mind right now. Being actually Casablanca. Yeah, I don't know if you knew wow. that, Sammy. The Pam Anderson movie Barbed Wire is beat for beat Casablanca. Oh my god. There's a lot of movies that are sort of just Casablanca. Humphrey Bogart <laughs> made another movie in the 1940s called um, To Have and Have Not. And it's actually quite good. And it's how he met Lauren Bacall. But it is basically mm. just Casablanca, oh. like in the Caribbean. <laughs> like, yeah. I 
I I really feel like we had only a very brief period where we were like, let's make movies about like chasing down Nazis, and I love yeah. it. I, I, I it's all like kind Nazis of Nazis are a great villain. Yes, they are. They are. Like, even though at the end of this movie, you're right, like, you feel a little like bad yeah. for this guy to have to walk back into the room full of Nazis, and possibly worse, his mother, <laughs> who are all disappointed in him. And going to murder And they are him. going to murder yeah. him. I thought there was an extra level of thrilling that, like, I genuinely thought Mama was going to throw Baby under the bus. Like, I thought yeah. she was so no, disappointed wait, in her was... son that she was going to be like, this she, like, fucking is... guy. She, like, makes the no, decision No, 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 she's him. the only one who wants them to live. She, she's yeah. like, no, no, no. She's like, help him. Help hospital. him get her down the stairs. Like, don't act like this is, like, you know. Because she yeah. knows they're going to kill her, yeah. too. There's no reason they wouldn't. Yeah. Oh, I'm Man. still, like, not over this <laughs> Mission Impossible Carrie... thing. That is crazy. <laughs> 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 wow. <laughs> But yeah, Cary Grant gets her in the car, and uh, Claude Rains is like get reaching for the door, like, "Oh, I'm coming too." They're like, "I'm getting the fuck yeah. out of here." I have to go to the hospital. I have to go to the hospital with you, or people are gonna think and, something's wrong. They're gonna know something's yeah. up if I don't go with my wife to the hospital. Yeah. Him, and instead, she goes with some guy. Just a random. But him clicking random man. the lockdown and just being like, "Good luck, bub." Mm. And this guy, like, the look on his that face. That sounds was, like a you problem. It was such, like, a moment of just, like, his face almost became childlike. Where it was such, oh, like, yeah. oh, an yeah. intense fear. No, 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 no. Yeah, Claude Rains is such a good actor. Yeah. Speaking of Casablanca. But he's also in that. Honestly, just, like, um, such a perfect ending. Like, the last, just, mm-hmm. like, the last 60 seconds of this movie might be like all time best just like credits like just yeah just hitting you with the end as he just yeah yeah and you don't have time to all think right. about like how <laughs> you're like oh yay like Carrie Grant almost like he finally opened up and I'm just thinking like what is like the rest of their what is their discussion after this like you almost let me die <laughs> Like, it took you. <laughs> I'll never let the Nazis poison you again. Super sorry. Yeah, I'm super sorry. Also, the good news is your husband's dead, so we don't have to get you some kind of Brazilian divorce. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I also just love all the shots. I'm looking at like stills from the end when when she's like in the bed and he's like leaning and like the way half of their like it's all soft. Yes, and, and like their faces like almost merge at one point because like his is covering hers and like parts of it is are in he's... shadow, so it looks like they're like. Yeah, it's really good. It's insane. Like, it doesn't matter how far you go back. Like, you can find brilliant filmmaking. You know, just, like, really, like, amazing moments that inspire so much shit that is still happening. Okay, I gotta... It's time for the all-important question. Oh, man. Garrett, we'll start with you. Scale of one to five. Were you aroused? I think you guys are going to, I feel like they're going to hate, I know, but like Ingrid Bergman leaving like more to the imagination, just that little slit of midriff. There was something very uh, sexy about that. Um, like she's covered up to her chin <laughs> practically almost this entire movie. I know, except for that dress she wears at the, 
at the party with the very like low the black one with the low neckline oh, and that thing. Okay. She looks so good. And the back. Yeah. I made a note. Yeah, this oh, is God, the lowest gorgeous. cut dress in 1946. Like there was never a dress yeah. cut lower than that. <laughs> Uh, like it's i don't know it's like i do love though it adds something to it that hitchcock was being naughty with this movie that like he was Mm -hmm. purposefully like skirting around really making the sexiest a movie could be in 1946 because like prior to this like the one that always is going to come to mind is double indemnity which didn't even have all the smooching it just had like the sexiest scene of two people talking about insurance you've ever seen in your life. Yes. It's so hot. <laughs> you can talk about insurance. You can talk about a rotisserie chicken. Turns out you can make anything sexy. Yeah. Like, Especially if the you're talk- in the favorite. Yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah. The, okay, Garrett, give it a numerical fucking value. Well, where where the talk wasn't as sexy as the insurance talk, like, I will still, I'll give it a two and a half, like, right in the, okay. the center it's hard because of what we've been watching to be able to like definitively say like this made me bound five out of five level arouse, but it was like, it, it didn't. I, I don't know if I will ever see one that tops bound bound was freaking high as hell. Yeah, that's true. Ooh. All right, Sammy. Okay. Scale one to five. Um, I think I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it a four only bumping it down because it is just like the last half is a little low on some of the like erotica I would say because you're just like oh my god please go save your girl come on get her out of there and it's I know you think she's a slut but please please. save her from dying (laughs) please go save her um so I'm gonna give it a four because I just I've been watching a lot of Cary Grant movies recently he's just so handsome sorry my dog made a very strange noise what are you doing (laughs) um yeah he's just so handsome i'm i'm just what a handsome man yeah uh yeah i'm gonna go with a two (laughs) because the leads are both the most beautiful people known to humankind Mm -hmm. Um, I do think that if the, uh, you know, third part of this love triangle was more attractive, Mm -hmm. that it really could have bumped it up a little notch. And um, I don't know, that chicken talk was real sexy. But if I'm in my mind trying to compare it with like what you can do when you have the freedom of a movie (laughs) like Bound... It's romantic, but it's not necessarily Ah, around. They would have been naked talking about chicken. I found it... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes, if they were naked and talking about chicken, not in the God, I would have been all over it. Greece would have been running down uh, Jennifer <laughs> Tilly, <laughs> and it would have yeah. The Wachowskis knew what they were doing. Oh no! Oh my God! Oh God! Um, uh, but yeah, I found it very romantic, but not That's necessarily fair. arousing. Yeah. All right, Garrett, scale one to five. Were you thrilled? Thrilled. I'm gonna go. Because a lot of these movies that we watch, the the main threat is is death and horrific violence. And this mm-hmm. movie, it is still that, but implied off screen, which isn't quite as thrilling. But that being said, master of suspense, there are moments in this without even like any hint of like murder, just like 
the fact that like just a, a key missing, like stealing a key yeah. can be as thrilling yeah. as it was in that mm-hmm. them uh, just get into that car at the end. I, I'm going to go ahead and get like, this even feels low, but I will say four, but okay. five in my heart, <laughs> but four <laughs> realistically. <laughs> All right, Sammy. I feel like I'm not being as discerning, and I'm probably also going to give it a four because I think like there are times when I feel like I'm not necessarily thrilled, but I'm very like tense. If that makes sense. Yeah, tense is totally is a th- like a similar, similar vibe. vibe. Okay, I'm yeah. going to give it a four. I think. Yeah, that's definitely. I'm going to agree yeah. with you guys. I'm at a four because like sometimes the implied threat of violence is worse yeah. than. You know, it doesn't have to be, uh, what is it? Like, Joe, Joey Pant, Pants Joey Leon Pant. with Pants. a fucking, <laughs> Joey Pants with a finger cutter offer <laughs> knife, uh, in order to be s- s- putting me on the edge of my seat. Yeah. Uh, the the keys, the walk down the stairs, uh, them trying to, like, clean up the mess of the bottles while mm-hmm. the champagne's running out. All of that mm-hmm. was very tense. Uh, so yeah, I will go ahead and give that a five, uh, the four out of five. Yeah. All right, and I don't even know if this is a question that we need to ask, but we'll ask it anyway. Hey, uh, Garrett, scale of one to five, would you ruin your life for Ingrid Bergman? Nineteen forty-six, Ingrid Bergman. Get the fuck out. Yes. <laughs> How many Nazis do I have to fuck to get to this woman? Like I, <laughs> like. <laughs> Like she is a babe, she is, yeah. uh, she's classy. I, I don't like. I think that they were being overly mean to her in this movie. Like she, <laughs> she seemed like a nice lady. Did she get a little drunk and drive? Yes, but who hasn't? Uh, it. <laughs> I mean, especially when your dad's just gone to to yeah. prison for your German years for war criminal father. <laughs> Yeah, like that's a lot. Uh, I feel like you get a pass. (laughs) But you flip that shit, ask me, would I ruin my life for Cary Grant in this movie? I was going. So, as I think that is the thing, because she does effectively kind of ruin her life for Cary Grant. Like her answer is yes. Yeah. She drives away dying. She chooses yes. You would choose no. (laughs) Cary, you would not ruin your life. For Cary Grant. It's a fucking pud in this movie. An indecisive, <laughs> horny, jealous pud. <laughs> like he Who is also not a great secret not agent, a great secret I have agent. to say. Not uh, like and he does call her a slut to her face multiple times. He defends her when other people call her a slut though. <laughs> that is not good. I know. <laughs> I mean he's pretty to look at, but like God is stunning. Whew. He is so pretty to look live at. in that gin. <laughs> I, yeah. You're right. Yeah. He's not going to protect me. I need a protector. I need mm. somebody who can make a decision and say how they feel. He, he'll get you out of the Nazi house. What more do you need? He has to think he'll about it. He'll wait till long. you're on the desk door and then he'll be like, Yeah, he has to wait yeah. until you've been missing for five <laughs> days. Five days. <laughs> Of being poisoned by your mother-in-law <laughs> before Cary Grant will come get you. Yeah. Um, you know what? That's fair. Uh, uh, all right. Um, Sammy, the two Sammy, leads. Here. Would you ruin your life? Okay, I would. The two leads. Would you ruin your life? I would ruin my life for Ingrid Bergman and Alicia Huberman. 
Um, she seems like a mm-hmm. fun, good time, good time gal. I love that yeah. girl. I would I, like if I not if if she won't date. <laughs> If she won't date me, I would absolutely be her best friend. She throws great parties. I will listen, yes. and, uh, <laughs> she goes drunk driving. I will listen to her complain <laughs> about Cary Grant forever. Um, I have to say I would not ruin my life for Devlin, but I would every single day, at pretty much any age, ruin my life for Cary Grant. <laughs> I was watching, have you seen the Stanley Donan movie Charade? It's sort mm-hmm. of like a spoof of Hitchcock. Like, it's it's very, very silly. And it's Audrey Hepburn, a pretty young Audrey Hepburn, and a pretty old Cary Grant. Like, there's a he's pretty old. I think he's, like, solidly in his 60s. And it just, like, doesn't matter. Like, age, age gap discourse, like, dies at his feet because he is just, like, so fuckable at any age. Like, it doesn't matter at all. <laughs> like, so, yes, I would ruin my life for Mr. Cary Grant. Archibald Devlin. We never really did a dive into that name. That had to have been the Chad of 1946. Like that is that is some. Do you guys know what Cary Grant's real name is? It's Archibald. Archibald Leach. Leach. There is a movie where he uses that as a fake name. Archie Leach. You're shitting me. (laughs) No. Yeah. That is such an unfortunate name for such a handsome man. I know. And Cary wow. Grant is like the coolest Changed fucking it. name I've ever heard. What a great name. <laughs> yeah. So great it's that really it's made good. up. That's <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Kit? Uh okay, so as for me, yes, uh 100%, 5 out of 5, 10 out of 5 would ruin my life for Ingrid Bergman. Would ruin my life for her character. She seems like uh not only is she gorgeous, mm-hmm. but she's fun and she's not just fun she's also ride or die yeah, like she's loyal. no matter how bad <laughs> carrie yes no matter how bad she's loyal to her country she is loyal to <laughs> carrie grant like she she seems like she is an absolute treasure and i i would i a 100 percent now that you see going into this i would have said that i would ruin my life for Cary Grant's character because he's Cary Grant but Sammy has made such an interesting point I would ruin my life for Cary Grant I would not ruin my life for his character in this movie because he called me a slut and let me go fuck and marry a Nazi and then uh, waited five days (laughs) after I was missing to even bother coming to look for me yeah that's not ideal. Fuck not boy behavior. He put me in a sleeper hold. He, he put me in a sleeper hold the night we met. <laughs> but then he got you a warm glass of milk. That's, yeah, he did. He did give me a warm glass of milk. He got you in bed a, he, and a bandana. And he didn't. He did not. Did not change her clothes. She was wearing the same thing. That little like crop toppy thing. Oh, I'm sorry. I really don't think didn't strip you is uh, I'm trying to find the positives. I'm trying to find it's really that high a bar. It's a low bar. I mean, maybe for the forties it is. When he feeds Listen, you to the Nazis, to like you got any yeah. kind thing is any kind shit. thing, right? Yeah. Oh, but yeah. Oh, overall. Great, great movie. Like an actual good movie. I like, I love a bad movie, but like it's equally pleasing to see a good movie I had not seen before. Uh, So thanks for coming. This was a lot of fun. I, you'll have to come back and talk about something uh, less classy with us sometime. 
I would love to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We wanna we wanna mess you up a little. Oh my bit. gosh. <laughs> I had some other ideas, so I'm I'm down. Listen, body heat, let's go. <laughs> it's on the list. It is on the list. We okay. will we will awesome. reach back good. out. Before Sounds we get good. out of here though, I, I do wanna ask you both this question. Cause in this movie both of them, both characters put the other in a bad situation that they both went in because they were attracted to the other person. Uh, Cary Grant got in a car with a, a dangerously drunk driver um, and Angry Bergman so got fed to the Nazis, Fuck the Nazis. because she <laughs> thought he was so handsome. Have either of you ever put yourself in a stupid situation for a hot person? Um, I won't say what it was, Not... but yes. <laughs> um, but definitely not this dumb. <laughs> I don't know. I have never um, infiltrated Brazilian Nazis because I was in love with the man. No. Uh, you know what? I feel like, uh, yes, <laughs> I have done dumb things uh, for a man. Because it, I would say, like, the first person that I, like, seriously dated, I I was n- not wise enough to know that, like, hey, this guy's just a fucking mess, <laughs> and you just should not be putting up with his shit. Mm-hmm. So despite the fact that, like, he was a shithead, I was like, but you're, you're cute, and you're the first person that's ever shown, like, serious mm-hmm. interest in me, and so I put up with, like, not like abusive behavior, certainly, but like him being a fucktard and <laughs> him being an absolute mess of a human being. Um, You're like we robbed for a Walmart. Way too long. I robbed a Walmart. We did him. rob a Walmart. I did. I did rob a Walmart. <laughs> I did do that. No, I did not rob a Walmart for him. Uh, I'm not. I'm not. Garrett, what have you ever done for someone hot? I'm I th- honestly I think during my prime my prime of like mm. uh I was I was a Cary Grant level pussy. <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry, a Devlin level pussy. Like I would have never yeah, I was gonna say I like, was like Cary Grant had the juice. Like from what I No read, no no Cary yeah, Grant yeah, had the yeah, juice. Yeah. Devlin I was a I was a real Devlin. Like but except I remember like being at a bar and uh this th- honestly this would have gotten me in my own erotic thriller uh this this lady uh was like hey my boyfriend's out of town do you want to get in my car we can go back to my place i was drunk she oh was drunk and i had enough to just be like i'm not getting in a car with this very drunk human where i will likely get murdered at the house um so no uh i did send so you her to- did not get into a car with a drunk driver <laughs> i didn't i drove drunk yeah, home you myself are, no, I, mean, I did not um, you're no. a step above devlin <laughs> and they'll, although come to think of it like the guy that i was dating is was kind of a devlin in that he was like real wishy-washy no uh like ability to commit to things i tell you how like, he felt yeah, he had, yeah not open about his feelings yeah. or sometimes too open about his feelings <laughs> i did doesn't have any like Mm. i did once go um this wasn't a date this was just a a friend 
that I worked with when I was in Los Angeles. She she's like, oh, you go to a lot of concerts. I like concerts. I should come to a concert with you sometime. And I was like, sure, I'm going to one tonight. Join me. And it was at this club called Los Globos, where there's a big room on top, little room on the bottom. And uh, she met me at this place. She's this little Hawaiian girl, and we get to the the show. And uh, I was like, I'm going to go out back and have a cigarette. We go out back. And as we're standing there, we start looking around and it is us and a lot of Nazis. <gasps> um, this is like oh, green room. No! It, be- it is like green room. <laughs> because we That's were at the upstairs yeah, show. No. The downstairs show was a Nazi punk show. And no, as we're st- Nazi punks, fuck off. And as we're standing there and I like am smoking a cigarette, the band were there to see who I kind of knew walked over and they're talking to us. And we all like looked around and noticed at the same point, like we are surrounded (laughs) and I brought the little Hawaiian girl here. And I'll tell you this. She never spoke to me again after that night. And I don't blame her. I took her to the Nazi place. Damn. You know what? That's a fair point. And Garrett, if the first concert we went to together had been a Nazi, like there had been Nazis there, I feel like maybe we would not be friends to this day. Wow. F- fair. I never blamed her for never <laughs> speaking to me again. Uh, it was, it was a bad first hang. Um, but yeah. Okay. Everybody, we'll end on that note. <laughs> Thanks, everybody for listening again this week thanks for coming to the club uh if you want to give us a follow we're at erotic thriller club on instagram if you have questions comments concerns erotic thriller club at gmail.com i am at gartet on social media kit is at and caboodle uh thanks to co-ed pageant for the writing the music thanks to anthony canassis for our artwork sammy what do you have to plug Oh my god. Um, okay, you can read my movie criticism if you want to at roughdraftatlanta.com. That's where it's published. Um, I have a sub stack where I kind of talk about movies. It's just called I Have Some Thoughts, Sammy Purcell. So yeah, check that out. <laughs> and I, I think you give great letterbox reviews. Like sometimes oh a long one, sometimes just one <laughs> sentence summaries that I really appreciate. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Thank you. Yes. Drop me a follow on Letterboxd. If you have one, I am not, I'm still on Twitter. I, I try to stay off it. So Letterboxd is my preferred. Format. I think you mean, X. I don't mean, X. I refuse. Um, but yeah, Letterboxd drop a follow. I think it's just Sammy Purcell. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. We love you. We want to shake you naked and eat you alive.